Welcome to Faith, Family, and the Force. I'm Oliver. And I'm Annabeth. Faith, Family, and the Force is a podcast about just that, our faith, our family, and our experiences as Oliver is in the Air Force. And on today's episode, we talk about peace. It's Holy Week. Holy Week. Holy Week is the week leading up to Easter. Yes. So for a lot of people, it's just a normal work week. It's a normal work week for me, but it is Holy Week as well as getting into Easter this Sunday. Yeah. And I think some denominations focus more and do more during Holy Week. Some it's just normal week until Easter Sunday. And then that's the big day. But a lot of churches really celebrate or have even services every day during the week or a lot of services have like a good Friday or a Thursday night one, you know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So if you're a non-church person, the Easter season, Easter is like the Super Bowl for churches. I mean, it is one, if you're a church person, it's the easiest time to invite somebody to eat to Easter because I promise you what they're, they are going to be preaching on the death and resurrection of Jesus. And if they're not, you might want to find a new church <laughs> or unless they're doing something very specific or something, but like, I just can't see that. So it is a big week in the Christian world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Easter is, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Honestly, one of my favorite Sundays of the year. Yeah, I would say so. I like the third Sunday in June though a lot too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I have always had an adoration for Easter. Yeah, why is that? So, and I'll just kind of dive into a little bit about me. I love talking about myself, so not to take (laughs) away from Easter. But (laughs) my mom always did a really good job of celebrating Easter with us. And it was, whether it was food, we always ate lamb, which was really cool. Especially growing up. Yeah, I love a good lamb. Really (laughs) Greek-like. Um, we always were around family and we always got to wear nice clothes and the weather seemed to always be really nice. So it was like this combination every year of just, it's almost like a Thanksgiving to me. Like Mm -hmm. I'd rather celebrate Easter than Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's pretty far out there for most Americans, but I much, I like Easter more than Thanksgiving. That's fair. But I do think Easter is not similar to Thanksgiving, but kind of same vibes, like very uh, sense of gratefulness, um, family, good food. You have the Easter bunny thrown in there, but you know. (laughs) I forgot about the Easter bunny. I don't even like have stopped considering that for a long time now, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a big deal. What do you like about Easter? I just love walking into church on Easter Sunday because I think everyone is just extra happy. The church service is usually the best, like top-notch music and sermon. Um, Everyone usually has, you know, cute clothes on, the pastel spring colors. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. It's just a very happy day, and I love that. Yeah, I, I think the vibe on Easter is pretty good, even though it's like, the death of Jesus well, Christ the resurrection. and the resurrection. Like if you, <laughs> the you good know. part <laughs> and it's just, it's so it's a good time. I've always enjoyed Easter. So I think today on faith family in the force, it's Holy week. It's Easter time and we are faith family in the force. So we're going to kind of dive into more of the faith aspect today. Yeah. So 
we have not really, we've talked about our faith on here a lot and church and, you know, all kinds of things like that, but we have never really done an episode like this. We're kind of going to do a Bible study, honestly. Yeah, it is, uh, honestly just a way for us to facilitate facilitate a conversation between each other and for you the listener just to glean a little bit out of it and hopefully we don't lead anyone astray and nothing will be that crazy but just some stuff some very simple words of wisdoms that's right from the bible Mm -hmm. and then right from our hearts to give you some peace yes so we're going to be talking about peace we have done a version of this with our small group um and we have really we've been talking about the fruit of the spirit and we've really enjoyed it but peace is kind of one of the ones that stood out to us we had a really good conversation um and just the story and the meaning of peace kind of stuck with us yeah absolutely so where do you want me to dive in okay well first i want to ask you and the listeners you can answer this with whoever you're with or just in your head or, or out loud yeah or in your car tell god or just you or you can message us and tell us whatever but when do you feel the most at peace hmm. so for me feeling peace is knowing that the material things so like food shelter and mm-hmm. water like mm-hmm. i'm not stressed about those things Mm-hmm. But there's also like an extra moment with that when I'm sitting there reflecting on like, oh, I've taken care of my family. I've taken yeah. care of all these things and I'm drinking coffee like mm-hmm. outside. Nice. Like I have that moment if I take a cup of coffee out on our back deck and I'm like, OK, good. Yeah, there's food in the fridge and the cupboard and Annabeth and Jude are happy. We have a house over our head. I'm drinking a nice cup of coffee and it's kind of nice outside. So it's for me, peace is very environmentally yeah. based. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. Yeah. For sure. What about you? When well, do you feel the most at peace? A few times, <laughs> which this is, you know, well, anyways, I feel very at peace after our house has just been cleaned and it smells good and it has like the vacuum marks on the carpet <laughs> <laughs> and all the toys are put away. I just am like, oh, you so know. So peace is like pine saw <laughs> to you. Yeah. Um, and then, but also I really do feel at peace at worship on Sunday mornings, like singing. Mm. I love worshiping in that way, like with music and singing. Um, so I do feel at peace. Um at those times too. See, I get too hyped during our worship because I'm a very big like empath when it comes to worship music. Mm-hmm. And so we sit near the drums most of the time. Yes. And I am always vibing off our drummer. And normally it's yes. like super loud in a rock concert. So I can't, I, I don't get peaceful in worship. I just get jazzed. You get rowdy. I get rowdy. <laughs> the opposite of peace. But since we kind of talked about when we feel at peace, I wrote this down, uh, the definition of peace in a Webster's, the Webster's dictionary sense. Mm-hmm. And it literally says peace is a freedom uh, or a period of freedom from public disturbance of war. So I thought it was interesting as we're sitting here talking about what we find ourselves at peace and what peace is and what the Bible is going to define peace here in a minute as mm-hmm. and what Jesus says about it, that the dictionary that most people use says it's freedom. And so you can see that in both of our examples, there's a sense of freedom there, whether it's from uh, responsibilities or your things are taken care of and your freedom of not worrying Mm -hmm. for myself. And I know for you, 
And so as you are answering what peace is and what that looks like in your life, hopefully it probably runs along those same themes. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay. So when we thought about, okay, an example of peace in the Bible, probably the first thing that came to our minds was Jesus calming the storm. So Oliver's going to read that. It's real short. So stick with us. Not a big one. So (laughs) I'm in Luke chapter eight, verses 22 through 25, just three simple verses. So Jesus had just preached uh, four Four simple verses. verses. (laughs) See, math is hard, even (laughs) on a podcast. Jesus had just preached uh, a little bit, some sermons here and told some parables. And now he's talking to his disciples. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out and they sailed across. Jesus settled down for a nap, but soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Then he asked them, Where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and waves obey him. That's it. End of it. Jesus calming the storm from a nap. (laughs) Yeah. And four verses, but there's so much to get from those four verses. Absolutely. Okay, so first question, just where did you see a lack of peace in the story? I mean, the very apparent one is the disciples being upset and obviously for a good reason. And I think this is what resonates the most. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think any of us reading the story would say, oh, yeah we understand why they didn't have peace. They, it says they were in real danger. Um, but I think it's funny. They wake Jesus up and like, they're like, dude, what the heck? Like we are sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I, I can only imagine like him waking up from a groggy nap and you'll have to excuse us. Annabeth and I do a lot of that where we like try to imagine yeah, yeah, what yeah. the conversation was, you know, like the little dialogue, like Peter or John being like, Oh my gosh, he fell asleep again. Like what the heck Jesus, so I like to have fun with it, but yeah, the lot, definitely a lack of peace from the disciples. And then obviously a huge piece from Jesus just waking yeah. up and doing the ac- action of mm-hmm. calming the storm. Yeah. And I think we might get into this a little bit more as we answer more questions, but I think it really shows the compassion of Jesus for him to go on. Like he goes on to say, you know, you have little faith or whatever. Um, I don't know the exact quote there. Right. Where Um, is your faith? Yeah. Where is your faith? But before he does that, he's like, I understand that they're freaking out. I'm going to calm the storm first. Right. And I think that just really is a cool thing for Jesus to do. Like, let me calm you down and calm the storm, but then be like, Hey, (laughs) where's your faith? (laughs) For sure. And I think that has something to say about all of us, whether you're listening or just concentrating on what we're saying right now is that we have to, sometimes our external factors are what's driving the chaos and disorder in our lives. Mm -hmm. And once we get those in a row, it's easy to look back and say, oh my gosh, like I needed peace. I wasn't faithful in that moment Mm -hmm. or whatever the case is. And so Jesus does that expertly because he takes care of the very obvious storm. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, 
check itself. Yeah. You know, where's the face? For sure. Okay, so next question, and we have been asking this every week with every story we read, and I love this question, and it is, how does this fit into the greater story of the Bible and Jesus? Mm. I mean, it is a direct story about Jesus, Mm -hmm. so I mean, the connection is like there. This is an action in the moment thing Jesus did, Yeah, and I think the big thing is... um, a lot leaning on the faith as well as understanding that he's throughout the Bible and the new Testament. There's so many examples of Jesus taking care and providing mm-hmm. peace from those external things and mm-hmm. then covering down on the internal peace that you need. Yeah. That's so good. I think, well, one may be kind of obvious, but he can control the weather, right? <laughs> which is huge. And, so many times like he calms the storm and he heals all these people. He raises Lazarus from the dead. Um, like he obviously has the power of God. Right. And just as we are entering, like about to have Easter Sunday, the fact that he could have not died on the cross, like he could have been like, Nope, I'm not doing this. Angels come get me. Right. Whatever. Like he had that power and he still chose to die for us. Um, Ooh, bringing it in home already, man. We're about to wrap this up. But I I think that is like, it goes to show you he, he did have that power. He did have the option to not die. And he chose to, because ultimately he wanted to offer us all that peace. Right. And it's just like we heard on Sunday, like Jesus was all about others first. Mm-hmm. It never was about him. Yeah. Every single example in the New Testament, he turns it back to let me wash your feet before I have to do this action. Let me put it on, like take care of you and others. And everything is not about me mm-hmm. or I or us. It's about others. Yeah, so I'm going to read a verse, John 14, 27, and I believe it's when, like, during the Last Supper or around then, and he says, I'm leaving with, leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Um, so like I was just saying, he's leaving us with that piece and also I'm going to read it in the message version just because I think it's interesting and uh, cool to hear it in this way too go for it um it says I'm leaving you well and whole that's my parting gift to you peace I don't leave you the way you're used to being left feeling abandoned so don't be upset don't be distraught wow that's a good version of that. Yeah. So sidebar, if you didn't know, there are different versions of the Bible. <laughs> yes. um, I think Annabeth and I are paperback copies of the Bible, our analog copies, if you will, are both NLT. And I recommend that just because it is a pretty easier mm-hmm. read than going into King James Version. And some people in denominations get really hard pressed on like what versions are better. But I promise you, like you're reading a Bible, you're still going to be gleaning the word of God. It's like not that different. The message just puts things into like a different way of reading it for, for you. So 
just sidebar it from that but back to the piece yes okay so our last question we usually um talk about is how do we apply this to our lives wow (laughs) application of peace to my life Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's always tough because we always like annabeth said we ask this question how we apply it and it's really all for naught if we're not trying to live our lives in this manner and through jesus so peace is one of those things for me that I have to be very intentional with and I have to think about it and realize like I only know I've lost peace when I've lost it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I don't think about it when I have it, but as soon as I've lost it and then I think about it, I can tell we have, there's like a phrase in flying like situational awareness the only way you know you lost it is when you get it back and you're like, Oh man, I wasn't situationally aware or ready for this moment. And the same thing with peace kind of applies. And it sounds a little bit ridiculous, but it's just one of those things. As soon as I, if I can start catching myself faster and like doing that, then I can Mm -hmm. work towards my inner peace leaning on Jesus. Yeah. I think going back to the story, you know, he asked the disciples, like I said before, it says they're in real danger. They're scared and in in a scary situation. And he asked the disciples, where's your faith? He, and he did calm the storm, but I think that's a great example for us. Like we're, none of us probably are not going to be in a boat in the water, like with waves and you know, thunderstorms going on or anything like that. But we are still going to have so many difficult things and storms of life, if you will, um, going on. And Jesus sometimes will calm those, but sometimes he's just going to calm our hearts, even though there are still difficult things going on. And he doesn't ask us to try to solve all the problems or you know, calm the storm ourselves or I don't know, do like impossible things. He asked us to just have faith in him right. and he's going to give us that peace even when there are still storms going on. And I think that's what peace is about. Like it, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have difficulty. It means that you have a peace even in the midst of the difficulty. Mm. It's like kind of, if I will, the Webster's definition, because I really like the idea of freedom of Mm -hmm. disturbance, Mm -hmm. having like a freedom of disturbance from, even though the disturbance is still going on, like you're still free of it, but it's still there, you know, it's like the war is raging, but you're not in the battle for sure because you're peaceful. Yeah. Is that good? Is that like, all right. Yeah. You know, you guys, sometimes I get that look (laughs) from Annabeth when I get going Cause we're just sitting here talking and it sounds crazy and I'll just get a look from her and I'm like, uh, maybe I'm saying something crazy right now. No, that's good for sure. And yeah, I don't know what else, but I hope that everyone finds that peace. And like a lot of times I think we do it, it. He says in that verse, like the world, the peace he gives is not of the world. And I think so many times we look for peace from those external, like even our examples were like external factors of when we feel peace. Um, And I think so many times we look for peace 
from the world and from other people and from our jobs are like job security or you know our worth and status and yeah all these things external factors and from the world and we're never going to get true peace from that right and i would also say that the journey of finding true peace in jesus is just that it's a journey it's mm-hmm. not you're not going to listen to our podcast and just get it like i yeah. hope you do Hopefully, but <laughs> and that would be awesome and stuff but it's so unrealistic and if it was that easy then we probably wouldn't have a podcast we would just be doing our own our own thing our own mock yeah. life or whatever but yeah, it's I a journey for sure and i think the more the closer to god you get like the more at peace you'll feel and you're gonna have difficulties all during your life and have ups and downs in your relationship with god and in your life but like when you are close to him you are gonna feel that peace and he will give it to you if you ask him oh girl preach all right bring us home yeah i heard i'm doing um the purpose driven life by rick warren Warren. so this is a rick warren quote (laughs) um but it said he said um when you fix your thoughts on god god will fix your thoughts and i think that's so good because I i sometimes we get so anxious and worried about so many things in our thoughts when you, you know, when you start to worry about something and then it becomes, you can't stop worrying about it. Yeah. Like anxiety. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and even just negative thoughts, like what it's so easy when you let a negative thought go into your mind to that, keep going and build and have more and more negative thoughts. Um, and just like think anything like that, just with your thoughts. Um, but I think if the more you think about God, the more positive, the less anxious, like he is going to fix your thoughts and give you that peace. Absolutely. It's definitely a self-fulfilling prophecy like with that. Um, and peace is good. Peace is real good. Yeah. It's a good place to be. For sure. And so uh, I don't know if I you know this yet. Oh, I haven't Lord. Told, I don't think I've told you, but just this week I... I like challenged myself and some of my friends um, to not only spend whatever amount of time you normally spend with God, um, which I do a little bit at night before bed to spend that normal time, but then also find some like extra time to spend with God this week, just as we are in Holy Week and reflect on that and approaching Easter. And so I have been doing my normal you know, Bible study at night before bed, but then also during nap time, like not my nap time, when Jude is napping this week, um, instead of like watching TV the whole time or doing whatever, I've uh, taken a little bit of time while he's napping to also read the Bible and do spend some time with God. And so I think I feel even, yeah, I do feel more, even more at peace and the whole like, reason I thought to do that or like what inspired me to do that I was reading my devotional book and in there she said I never regret spending time with the Lord wow like you might regret watching too much tv or you might regret like cleaning instead of hanging out with my kid or you know whatever um but like spending time with Jesus and 
getting to know him just a little bit better um, and getting to love him just a little bit more, you're never going to regret that. And so I've been doing that this week, just spending a little bit of extra time um, reading and journaling. And that's going to be my challenge to all our listeners too. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I'm glad you shared that with me. Even yeah. if it was live as we're recording on our podcast, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. And that just makes me happy as a husband yeah. and full. And I think, you know, we might have to make a little bit of sacrifice of, oh, I'm not going to watch TV right now or I'm going to get up. 20 minutes earlier than normal but like I said I don't think you'll regret it for sure absolutely and you'll probably be more peaceful if you do that yeah. <laughs> yeah and so guys I hope you get to church this weekend uh with it being Easter Sunday it's mm-hmm. an easy time to go and if you're someone who goes regularly invite somebody who doesn't take that leap because it's going to be good as well as if you're listening to this and it's not Easter just go to church anyways. Yeah. That's okay too. For sure. So peace be with you guys and have a good week.